This is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is Defenders Live. It's Monday, guys. I know I feel like a, I look like I'm alone. I feel kind of alone, except for the fact that I've got John on the phone with me. Uh, but it's not due to the fact that Dylan's not here. He is. He apparently got himself stuck in his car or something. I don't know what's going on exactly, but he'll be in in a few minutes, I'm sure. Ish. Either way, though, um, we have Jonathan Dunn on the line, and uh, it's been way too long. Hey, brother, how you doing? I'm uh, the I'm the better looking, smarter, and way better accent than Dylan. Well, yes, that is all very mm-hmm. true. Um, mm-hmm. And you can do math. I know, right? So, <laughs> so basically, I'm gonna my job until he comes in. Hopefully, in the next few minutes, is I'm gonna talk as much smack as I can because he can't answer us. <laughs> so let us let us let us tell everyone who listens to the show what we really really think. Right. <laughs> yes. Let's let's just dig in and dive into it. No, no, really though. How have you been? I've been good. Um, well, the last couple of weeks have been a bit hairy. I got COVID. I went down to a border event and. Got came back with COVID, and you know I was very sick with it. You know, did what every good husband does when they get COVID is they give it to their wife. Yes, um, yes. And, you know that's because that, that's the type of guy I am. And uh, yeah, but it's I'm I'm living in your country. Uh, I love living in your country, but I'm realizing how crazy your country is every minute of every day. No, well, hold on, hold on. I I need to pause you there. Uh, you you keep on saying my country, my country, my country. Mm-hmm. Our country, yeah. Yeah, uh, the, I, you got to break I, your it's habit. It's been eighteen bud. years trying to get here, so it's been eighteen years of your country. I'm still trying to get used to our country. Yeah, you got to break so, that habit. That is, that is. Uh... Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and also, I'm going to be honest. I don't want, I want the, the state of your country's in right now. I don't want to be blamed for any of us. Well, <laughs> I've been the one telling you. You know, maybe you might want to follow the Constitution. Just maybe. Uh, you're not the so, only one. You are not the only one. I know. I know. <laughs> There's, there's me, there's you, yeah, there's yeah, Dylan, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it, right? Well, um, yeah. <laughs> no, there's some few, there's a few others, but uh, it's the same thing, right? Every, it, it kind of feels like you're just talking into a wall. <sighs> yeah, sometimes it does. Your country is very political and very tribal right now, which is not good. But Mm-mm. you know, I still have a lot of hope. As as much as I joke around, I still have a lot of hope that your country wakes up and and starts realizing why you're an exceptional nation. I, th- um, I think. And uh, if you do, you win. If yeah. you don't, um, you don't. It's, right. It's that simple. And I think that's why you're still consistently with the your country, your country. And I know it's been 18 years, but still, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that's Our why. Country. Yeah, I think that's why it's consistent in you is that you're still not claiming it yet because it's on the it's on the cusp. It's on the fence of not being anybody's country. All day long. Because as bad as you have it, and you have it pretty bad right now, you're still way ahead of every other country. Well yeah. Um, in so many ways. Right. Uh, in uh, in death counts and Mm-hmm. Yeah, your national debt. Like, if you ever want to feel bad about it, I could just look. We're number one in debt, baby. Heck yeah. You know, and you're not resting on your laurels either. It's not like you hit thirty trillion. Like, you know what? We're good at thirty trillion. Let everyone else catch up. Now you still spend and spend and spend and spend. And we spend on so, everyone else too. 
Oh, absolutely. That's the thing. You know, you're, you're generous. Yes. We're you're, very, you're, you're very generous, generous with our debt. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You give money to bad people, and you also give money to people who claim to be your friends but will throw you under the bus at a moment's notice. To the bad so that, people. You're just so compassionate. Yes. Very compassionate. You know? uh, bleeding hearts, as it were. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. But, but never forget, you're still racist. We're still racist. You know, so you give money, but no, you're still racist. Well, John, so, well, that's, uh, that's the world we live in. Now, now that you're in America, you are now officially a racist white man. I know, right? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm white. Uh-huh. I'm Christian. Yes. I'm straight. I'm married. Yes. So, like, you know, I've had, I've had a whole new level. Now I'm a married man. I have a whole new level of hatred upon me, brother. Don't forget. Don't forget. <laughs> don't forget. You also have less hair on top. Oh, well, we can't really say that anymore because that's, that's been a long time coming. <laughs> you know, it's not like that's a recent change. I'm not know? talking so, about, no, no, yeah, I'm I talking about that's, every, that, that's an addition to your hate level. That's, that's an addition to the hate level there. It's a, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm bald. I'm fast. I'm ugly, <laughs> but you know, I'm married. So it's all good. You yeah, know? Hey, so I, somebody, I, I hit every criteria. If you want to, you want the poster child of someone to hate. Yeah. Oh, and I love America. I'm pretty much it. Oh yeah. You, you are, know, you just, are definitely a one dream. American. Yes. You were the a one, a one American fan. Other than that, uh, oh, that, absolutely. other than the NBA player, uh, Mr. Freedom out there. Uh, well, I've been doing it longer. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> and he, you just know, like you, uh, he lost. He changed his name to include freedom, so it was a freedom disciple. That's all I'm going to say. That's uh, very true. It's very true. I'm, it's I'm very not true. Thing, but just, just saying. You know, there's, mm-hmm, just laying down the facts. That's, that's what you bring me on. I bring on the facts and, and of course, the humility. <laughs> yes. Very humid, uh, humility uh, esque and uh, all the facts. Yes. Absolutely. Very that's, that's my job. <laughs> so is Bill still having his midlife crisis or has he joined us? Uh, no, he, he's still having the midlife crisis. Sorry. Uh, uh-huh. He'll pop in as soon as he pops in. I promise it'll be fine. Uh-huh. Um, it'll right. probably be after we get off of Facebook, but that's okay. And that's just. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been doing? Obviously, you, you're, you're, you're in the, uh, the OKs. Uh, now and you're obviously here in America. You're married, which the last time anybody uh, has heard you from our show, you were still stuck in Ireland. So, uh huh. Yeah, and if you know, on the serious note, if anyone ever wants to, you know, think of you know, well, gee, I have no hope right now. Just remember one thing: that Irish John got someone to say yes to him and actually follow through on it. Yeah. So that's the biggest miracle the world has ever seen since Jesus Christ rising after three days. Well, considering you know, so, like, if I can find the wife, America can get over all these problems. Yeah. You know, that's in fact, you know, would you, if there's more likely, America solves its problems before I get a wife, and I got a wife, so. You know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying you were wrong there. That's <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know, I, I got lucky. Let's put it that way. Yes. I got lucky once, and that's know? all it takes. So that's, that's that's all it takes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was shocked. She said yes, and then when she actually turned up for the wedding day, and she still said yes, I was like, wow, I got lucky twice. Yeah. But, oh, okay. Um, that's, all that's right. the way it is. But, but oh. apart from what I'm doing, I'm writing a book right now. Um, I'm I'm uh, I was over here on a speaking tour. I did a crazy amount of events. I did like sixty events in eighty something days. I had mm-hmm. to. It was supposed to be sixty five and eighty five days, but I got a bit sick in the middle of it and then ran out of funds. So I had to cancel a couple towards the end. But it was about sixty events. But I'm going to be back on the road March first and. 
basically my doing my job is to promote your country and explain in a in a very passionate way and um, because I'm filled with passion and uh, that why you're an exceptional nation why you change the world why the things that we take for granted today like indoor you know indoor plumbing electricity um, iPhones technology you know iHeartRadio things like that why it happens and um, is because the idea of America happened in 1776 and it's an idea that is still providing some amount of fruits today and it's something that we need to get back to so i'm going to be back on the road doing that as much as i can so when is that going to start is that going to be you know right off the bat you, you said march is that what you said um, i'm hoping to be back on the road march first yes so um i'm still taking in bookings i'm still going through the process but i'm like my job is never stopping now until until they arrest me put me in a gulag a re-education camp or i run out of money um, basically, I've cashed in my pension, and I'm going to use every penny of it to to build my life here and to to go out on the road and share a message. That's that's my job until until I can't do it anymore. So, uh, what what that tells me is that you're actually playing the part of a uh, uh, of an army husband, where you're out uh, you're out serving, and your wife's at home, and you get to see her like once every couple of weeks, which makes the honeymoon last longer. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I think that's the recipe for, I think that'll be the recipe for my successful marriage. <laughs> you know, that she doesn't see me often. <laughs> she sees you the least amount of time. She possible. can love me from a distance. <laughs> I'm much easier to love from 500 miles away in another state than actually in her house seven days a week, 365 <laughs> days a year. I just have that type of personality. You know, what can I say? You know, things happen. That's just what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. at, least I, at least I admit my own failures. You know, that's something I do better than everyone else. <laughs> I, I, well... Well, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yes. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but that's my job. And I'm going to, I'm very passionate about it. And I'm, I, you need to really, on a serious note, we've been having a bit of fun, but you do need to understand why you're an exceptional nation. Oh, yes. Um, because, you know, the, the idea of the greatest experiment man ever came to put together was the idea of America, the idea of limited governments, God-given rights, and everyone getting to pursue their own happiness. Everyone prior to COVID, as, as horrific as COVID was, not just because, partly because of what the disease was and what it entailed, but mostly because of what the governments responded to and how we responded to it. It really is a gift in the sense of, it, you know, before I would say things like, you know, the government is, can take all your rights and it's encroaching and it's doing all these things. And some people who are more, you know, moderate or middle of the road would look at me kind of going, I could see how it happens, but I just don't know if it would. You know, it, it would take some something of biblical proportion. Like, no, it really wouldn't. Your, your rights have been eroded. Look at your Second Amendment. Look at your First Amendment. Look at your Fourth Amendment. The Fourth Amendment just died, you know, post-September 11. Yeah. I'm like, you know, it doesn't take some massive event for this to happen. Well, then COVID comes along, and then, you know, you can't, you have to shut down. All these businesses are destroyed. You can't go to church. You can't worship. All these different things. And it's like, you see? This is why you need to keep a rein on government. And this is why you need to explain the idea of America, this idea of limited governments, but also this unique idea that says where there's a clear and defined need for government, it should be as close to the people as possible, i.e. federalism, not centralized in one person or one selection, collection of people in D.C. I completely agree. It's, it's, it's one of those reasons. It's one of the reasons why the, the, uh, the, they got rid of the first founding documents and actually started the Declaration of Independence. Yes. Are you referring to the Articles of Confederation or? Yes, that one. 
Yeah, yeah. The the, the first Absolutely time, right. the first mistake. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there's a lot to the article in Federation. Like, they do get a bit of a bad rap. Um, they're, they're, they are pretty an interesting document read, but, you know, what the, it did lack was, it did lack a bit of power in D.C. that there, you know, it, that D.C. didn't have at the time. There, obviously, there wasn't a D.C. because D.C. wasn't, you know, Correct. you know, uh, founded back then but it, it didn't need you there are certain issues that you need to have like a centralized government in like your founding father said we do need a strong centralized government that does very little but when it does those stuff when it, article one section eight says there's 18 things it can do when it does it it needs to be strong and it does need to be you know kind of it does need to have the not the force but you know the it does have to have the voice that everyone kind of listens to mm-hmm. when it comes to those alien clauses but everything else is left to the states and what we've seen is it's it's slowly over a period of time over the last 50 100 years has transitioned to dc and kind of over the last 20 years has gone from dc pretty much to the white house to the presidency and that's a, that's a massive problem i agree I, 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 there's not much else I can add to that. I agree. <laughs> okay. Ah. So, so do we send everyone home early without homework? No, no, no. I mean, there's no. The homework is very simple. Uh, one, read the Constitution. Two, uh, make sure you understand the amendments. Three. <laughs> Absolutely. Dive well, into I, I the history. I would alter that slightly, if I may. You know, not to not to upstage you on your on no, your no, show, no. Did, I, I would say that you need to. The, the thing is. The Constitution is an amazing document. I'm a constitutionalist, true and true. I love the, uh, you know, the legalities of it. You know, but it's not the most important document. I have major disagreements with a lot of people, including my friends at the Blaze, who they make everything about the Bill of Rights. You don't have the Constitution or the Bill of Rights if you don't have the Declaration of Independence. They are all inferior documents, in my opinion, to that document because that's like what the way I always say it to people is: is the the Constitution is your house. Your Bill of Rights is all the stuff in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have the best house, and you can have the nicest stuff. You can have all those flat screen TVs and, and the brand new IMAX and all the brand new phones. You know, this is a biblical principle as well. If you don't have the foundation, that storm comes and everything just gets wa- washed away. Yep. You need a strong foundation, and the foundational stone of America is the Declaration of Independence. That is what everything was built upon, and we need to get back to teaching that because there is so much in that amazing document that inspires people. That literally is what made people join the revolution. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, was, I read your history all the time, and I always try and tell people to think about it. Why would you... You know, just let's use an example today. Look at all the things that's happening in your country. And so many people feel powerless to act because they think, well, I can't do anything. We've got big tech. We've got censorship. We have all these big businesses. We have all these big banks. We face nothing compared to what your founders faced in the sense of, think of the, just the average person, like the you and me of the 1776. Why would you go fight the British if you don't have an amazing idea? I was about you're, to say, yeah, the, there would be no reason to. Yeah, it's it's basically, okay, why would you go fight the British? Um, I don't know. They, they got us here. <laughs> yeah. What? But the reason is because it was an idea worth fighting for. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, we need to remember the pen is mightier than the sword. And the, the idea of America is the real revolution was fought in hearts and minds of people who were yearning to be free before we even fought the British. See, I said we. I'm learning. You're teaching me. I'm getting you. To, I'm getting you to get into it. You got to get. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to keep on pegging you. Well, that's the thing. It, it, we we 
as a nation need to need to dive in more into the idea of the hearts and minds portion of it, which is where you're, which is where you love to be. Even though you have the documents, even though you have all the history and everything else, the hearts and minds, it started a lot in the pulpit. You know, it started with the uh, with with the pulpit actually teaching freedoms based upon the foundations of the Bible, which is why I don't get where people say that our Constitution and our Bill of Rights and all, uh, everything is, you know, oh, that's uh, it's all uh, a religious and uh, completely moral without uh, without guidance of whatever. It's, you can't say that. Mm-hmm. You can't dive into that. You can't. If you look at any of the documents, you could almost verbatim piecemeal it together with sermon talks that were recorded uh, by hand, but still. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, yeah. yeah, they didn't have MP3s back then. No, um, but people no, wrote you're it down. Absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And just, I always say this is proof. You know, the one thing about your founders, founding fathers, and specifically Thomas Jefferson, was he was such an amazing pen. In the sense of, there's no word in the Declaration of Independence or even the Constitution that's there by happenstance. It wasn't just like, you know, the way we would write something, we'd put in the little sprays and it's like, oh, we just put that in. It meant nothing. It's just, it was just what was going through in our mind at the time. They researched and studied and debated nearly every word. Mm-hmm. And the proof I always give of what you just spoke about the pulpits was, think of the words in the Declaration of Independence. It's, it's an amazingly arrogant statement in it, but it's true. We hold these truths to be self-evident. If you look at that on its core, that is an incredibly arrogant thing. Because you're literally saying, we hold these truths to be self-evident. They're beyond approach. We're literally saying what they're saying today about science. You know, like Anthony Fauci, I am science, you can't question me. We're saying no, it's it's not about a person, it's about an idea. We hold these truths to be Mm self-evident. That all men are created equal and endowed by the creator with certain unable rights, and among them, but not limited to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. How did he get to write those words? They weren't poll tested. They weren't like, you know, well, what sounds good for people, the masses, to get everyone on side to really inspire this document, to get behind it. No, they were self-evident truths. Why? Because they were preached from the pulpit on the Sunday and then discussed at the dinner table by family after family after family and debated and that's why they were self-evident. We don't debate or discuss anything anymore. We just literally throw bombs at everyone. You know, oh, well, I think this and you think this, and we get on social media and we literally bombard everyone with what they think. And there's very little discussion. And that's the problem, That one of the problems we have in society. The second problem, which is much bigger, is our pulpits are silent and dead inside. Yes, and they were silenced technically by themselves. They self-silenced. Mm-hmm. They, they, they got into the point to where one of the, one of the things that I find really funny is the fact that, you know, the, the whole, the legal system and how the tax law is set up and everybody's like, oh, you know, if you're a, if you're a, a, a church or a charity or whatever, you have to fill out these forms to make it legal. The, those forms are, were meant out there for businesses to prove that they did work like a church. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't to restrict the church from doing anything. It was to restrict businesses from acting like something that they weren't and not getting yeah. not getting taxed properly. It was wh- why do why did churches restrain themselves inside of the tax code because of the tax code when they have nothing to it has nothing to do with them? Do you want the unpopular answer? Uh yes, I do. It's a it's a cop out. I agree. 
I agree wholeheartedly. It's that's, an easy, it's know, an easy cop out. Because I meet with pastors behind the scenes. They're scared. They are so scared. And that, this is the sad thing. And I'm not saying this to judge them or condemn them and say, well, you know, this is why they should all rot in hell. No, I'm trying to say this. This is why we need to, to you know, if your pastor is scared and is just not a good person, we need to, to just to leave. The amount of people I know who go to church and say, well, I just go to church because I go into church here and I, you know, this is the church I grew up in and my parents went to this church and my grandparents went to this church. Well, guess what? You know, you can leave. If the church isn't doing good and is closing down and is insisting on mass mandates and is teaching absolutely nothing from the pulpit. There's plenty of options out there. There's lots of good churches. Mm -hmm. But then we need to support churches that are speaking out because what happens is you get a pastor who will stand up and here's this truth, because I've witnessed this first time. You'll have pastors who will stand up on a Sunday who will give one of the best sermons of their lives and one of the best sermons of, you know, modern history. And then what will happen? They'll get, there'll be a firestorm. And who are the first people to attack? The Christians. Yep. Wow, you're bringing, a, you're bringing the Christianity into disrepute and, you know, you're a bit out there and you're a bit extremist. No, I'm teaching the Bible. Yeah. Teaching the Bible and Christianity in 2022 is considered extreme. And yeah. that's the sad truth. And we need to support pastors because honestly, you know, without I don't I don't generally go down the whole religious argument, but we don't solve America's problems unless we return to God and unless we get rise up and rise the Christian pulpit up. And yeah. to start teaching. Not been political, not telling you who to vote for or what party to say, but teaching what they used to teach back then. If you go back into the 1700s, they would literally have catechisms on every topic, ranging from, from life to abortion. Obviously, they didn't have abortion back then, they didn't call it, but they had things like the quickening, which was when you know the baby first kicks, right. to taxation, to freedom, to privacy. They would have catechisms that they would teach on all of us, because why? Because if you like, understand the idea of America, everything that's preached there is the ideas of nature's law and nature's God. It's bringing laws of man been consistent with what he says, and mm -hmm. he is God. He is the Alpha and the Omega. That's where you have consistency. Have we always reached for it? Have we always got to it? No. Why? Because man is fallible. But you never stop striving to bring them in consistent harmony with what they said. No other nation tries. Every other nation is built on not building on law, God's law, but on building on man's law. Yep. And man's law is subject to opinion. And that's that's the worst part because we're we're never subject to anything that's stationary, static. We're we're not subject to our laws are always based upon how people feel during the time. Yeah. And which is one of the reasons and, why you can't you can never judge a culture. Same thing. You you can't judge a culture in a society based upon the laws of today. It doesn't make any sense. Exactly. But we need to get to a point where, and this is why America, again, is an exceptional nation. I'll always bring everything back. And I always try and teach, I, when I try and tell people, I, I, I don't try and tell people and shout at other people. I try and break it down to a simple principle and get people to discuss. And one of the reasons you're exceptional is that consistency. And I always say to people, to get the actual principles involved, do you think it's some? It's a good, worthwhile worthwhile premise to have that there are some things that are eternally true that it was true in 1776 it's true today and if the world lives to the year 3000 AD that far away that it would still be true mm -hmm. do you think that's a, a solid foundation that now, let's not get into what they, those principles are whether it's the first amendment or the second amendment or the fourth amendment or the fifth amendment no, no. just as a general principle that there is some things that are always consistently true yes and most people would say yes 
If we can agree on that, then we can have a discussion. Free speech. Exactly. And that's, we have a right to free speech. The right to be innocent and proven guilty. Right. You know, different. the right to trial. And then if you, you know, have those discussions. But most people, even on the left, would say, yes, there are some things that are eternally true. I just disagree with what you think is eternally true. But let's try and build something. And you're the only country that did that. No other country said, nope, there is no eternal truth. Why? Because everything is up to the ballot box, up to my opinion. And then sometimes when you have a dictator, up to the royal decree. It is what the king or queen says. And that's one of the biggest problems that we all face. But... One of the problems that we face right now is that we're going to hit a commercial break. So we're going to do that, and we'll be right back. Supply chain disruptions, shortages, panic buying. Unfortunately, they've all become facts of life in 2021. The good news is you have preparewithmojo50.com as a hedge against all the craziness. At preparewithmojo50.com, not only will you find emergency food supplies. Remember when that seemed like a fringe conspiracy theory thing to do? Not so much anymore, right? Not only will you find the emergency food supply, but also water filtration, air filtration, all sorts of other tools that you can use in the event of uh, an unforeseen situation or emergency. Which, with every day that goes by, seems more and more likely. Better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Preparewithmojo50.com. If you want to keep food on the table, if you just want to maintain some sense of normalcy, preparewithmojo50.com is the answer. Preparewithmojo50.com. Hello, everyone. I'm Donna Fiducia. And I'm Don Newen of Cowboy Logic. Ladies and gentlemen, the mainstream media has completely failed the American people. At Cowboy Logic and Mojo 50, we will not fail you. That's right. And all you Mojo warriors out there, if you don't go to bed every night absolutely fatigued from trying to restore America from the destruction that's taken place, you're just not doing enough. At Mojo 50, we will not fail you. Supply chain disruptions, shortages, panic buying. Unfortunately, they've all become facts of life in 2021. The good news is you have preparewithmojo50.com. Not only will you find emergency food supplies, also water filtration, air filtration, all sorts of other tools. Preparewithmojo50.com. If you want to keep food on the table, if you just want to maintain some sense of normalcy, preparewithmojo50.com is the answer. Defenders Live. Ah. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Defenders Live. Jonathan Dunn on the line with us. Oh, and Dylan is still not in here. Uh, I think uh, I think he's he might be broken. He he might be broken. I think he's broken. What did you do to him? Uh, nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I did nothing. Nothing at all. 
your voice doesn't sound convincing. <laughs> I'm sure my face doesn't either. So <laughs> <laughs> I did nothing. You did nothing. Nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but we're talking American exceptionalism. We're talking freedom. We're 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 talking the Constitution. We're talking the Bill of Rights. We're talking all the best things about America because why not? And uh, sometimes we just need to. Hey, Amen. We don't do it enough, brother. That's very true. That's very true. Uh, I mean, take for example, I've got an entire litany of stories to talk about, but none of them are about American exceptionalism. Oh, goody. Let's get into the news because this is the part I've been waiting for. Is this really what you've been waiting for? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. We don't have to. We can keep I, talking. I, I, just, I just hope on a personal level you have the best story of the day. Oh, wait a second. See, which now. is the epic, and I'm talking epic of biblical proportions, smackdown of the. The, the nunchuck uh, custodial Bitcoin story again, to the uh, Ontario <laughs> Supreme Court of Justice. Have you got that story? Are you? No, I didn't get that story. I didn't pull it on purpose. Oh, okay. Do you want? Did you hear? The, like, there's an epic put down of uh, biblical proportions in this story. It is hilariously funny. Do you know this story? I've 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 glazed over it. I didn't even go through the entire thing. No. Okay, so can I just quote the biblical put-down, but put it into context? Yes, please. Okay, so you've all been following, you've been following what's going on in Canada, the whole freedom truckers movement and stuff? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the, you know, we can't have these white supremacist Nazi swastika around people. You know, they're, 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 they're dangerous. They're, we're not having a MAGA movement in Canada. Uh-huh, so yeah. the courts get involved and they start doing, you know, freezing all the assets and they went after GoFundMe and then that wasn't good enough. So they went after all the banks and they then started saying, well, in this new legislation, they also have to freeze Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Well, that's here's stupid. the thing. If you don't know anything about cryptocurrency, it's just like, well, it's just like everything else. They're going to do it. Cryptocurrency is a decentralized platform. If you take your key, especially if it's Bitcoin, and you take it off a, and put it in a private storage wallet, yeah. no one can have access to it. Right. No one can touch it. So basically, the Supreme Court of Ontario disjustice ruled and said, you know what, we need you to do it. So this company have come out and basically said, uh, yeah, um, our software is free to use. It allows people to eliminate single points of failure and store Bitcoin in the safest possible way. Um, blah, blah, blah. We cannot freeze our users' assets. We cannot prevent them from being moved. We do not have knowledge of the existent nature, value, and locations of our user assets. This is by design. And here comes the epic put-down, which made me laugh. And I have laughed so hard at this. Last paragraph. Please look up how self-custody and private keys works. When the Canadian dollar becomes worthless, we will be here to serve you too. Sincerely, the Numchuck team. Very nice. <laughs> See, that's really nice. It's nice to hear yeah. somebody actually standing up for everyone else. Oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? But it's the idea of cryptocurrency that that really, it, I'm, I'm glad that it's there. Although I will say that other than getting it taken off of an actual site and network and being on its own internet, uh, its own server and its own wallet stored away somewhere, technically Bitcoin is hackable uh, and traceable. It's 
traceable in the sense of, like, if I send you Bitcoin, it's yes. totally traceable because if you have my wallet and your wallet address, it's there for everyone to see. I sent you one Bitcoin or 10 Bitcoin or point one of a Bitcoin. Right. You can see it, but you have to figure out whose address it is. So every transaction is available. Like anyone who makes a Bitcoin transaction, it's there. But it's not like it's like Jonathan Dunn to Stephen. It's no, no, no. It's 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 the key code to one key code, code. Is to your code, right? And, and you have to figure that out. You have to know um, every key that, code. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, there are ways because people there's this attack on cryptocurrencies right now, specifically Bitcoin, because it's the most popular one. And everyone, even if you don't know, like my mother, for example, has no idea what cryptocurrency is, no idea how it works, but knows the term Bitcoin. She's like, "How's Bitcoin doing?" Um, you know, is it growing yet and stuff? And uh, people, Answers, there yes. are people like that. <laughs> right, but and that's because the they've heard is it. You have to figure out who those those accounts are. And the government, you know, because they're saying about money laundering and all this stuff, which is the biggest joke. If you understand how much money is laundered in the U.S. illegally via the U.S. dollar, it is massively more than what's on Bitcoin. You'd have to be dumb to do it on Bitcoin. But if you want to do, you know, the money laundering and you don't think you want some oversight, you want some government to play some role, get a warrant, find out what my key is, and then look through the the, uh, the, the transaction list for everything that my account was involved in. Right. Other than that, if you don't have a warrant, you can't have access to it. Exactly. That's, that's part of that whole FISA thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, kinda... no, it's amazing you know what's that what's that thing your founder said we spoke about self-evident insurance oh yes i have a right to be secure in my persons and my papers mm-hmm, i.e mm-hmm. my bitcoin address and my ethereum address or whatever cryptocurrency you have because there's like seventeen thousand of these days you have a right to be secure in your persons and your papers and if you own an asset whether it's gold whether it's cryptocurrency whether it's silver heck it could be a government bond you have a right to it and not be have the world to know everything you own and that's the sad thing. That's exactly. Technically, whatever you own should be under your guidance and your prosperity. It should not be. Uh, the government doesn't doesn't need to have their hands in everything to say whether or not you can own what you do own or do not own. Uh, mm-hmm. With that being said, I do have this other mm-hmm. story. I have this other story. Okay. I, I wanted to bring mm-hmm. uh, the International Revenue Service on Monday said the taxpayers may now opt out of using facial recognition technology for identification verification when they sign up for the IRS online account this year. Wait, what? Yeah. We have to give our... <laughs> no, no, they, they can opt out currently. Mm-hmm. They, they used to not be able to. Now you can opt out of using facial recognition software so that you can uh, sign in online to the IRS. So can we, can can I go back to an Irishman briefly and just ask a very dumb question? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So explain this to the Irish guy. And again, this might be the most dumbest question of all time. So you're an American. You live in America. You work in America. You're legally an American. You work. You earn money. And you go online and you pay your taxes. Yeah. Why do you need to know how I look like? I'm sorry. What? What was that, Patrick? Why do you need to have my facial ID and what I look like? Oh, to prove that you are the person that's signing into the IRS site for your uh, for uh, your but stuff. But why? Isn't that what a user and password and an email is for? Well, yeah, yeah, but it's a, it's it's the it's part of their part of their two part identification system. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And why do you need that? Um, because. <laughs> and then, you know, that is actually that's probably the answer. Because. Yeah. <laughs> 
because that's that's really it. Just just because. You remember, you remember when you were kids and you the stuff you'd ask questions? Just because. Oh, okay, fair enough. I'll uh, just give up and go. That's the government's answer. Just because. It's the best argument ender ever. Why do you need because? Because, because. we do. Yeah. Because we do. Word in English because. <laughs> 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 Don't ask stupid questions, subject. Just, just it's, you know, know your role and shut your mouth and just be a good little subject. And, take and, you take know, it. Just take it. Kings and in case, in your case, Biden's decree. Right. And just do what you're told. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Comrade. See, earlier this month, though, the uh, IRS said that they would transition away from using its third-party facial recognition service to authenticate new online users after lawmakers and privacy advocates expressed outrage about the program. Okay. Well, at least there is one positive, at least an outrage made the government change course. That is government working efficiently. Not that, efficiently, but effectively. Yeah, that is a good thing. IRS mm-hmm. overstepped their bounds. They got a third party involved that didn't need to be there. People complained. They stopped. That's good. Yes. That is good. Yes. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. Bad that they started it. It's also bad that they're stockpiling weapons at the IRS, and, but I, I'm not as neither here nor there, I guess. Well, like, yeah, yeah, that's like, you know, some of your agencies, that's the one thing, like, as, as I become more and more aware of your country, and because, you know, I, I'm very smart in the sense of historical and the idea, like, I've spent a lot of time researching, but the day to day running of your country, like, why did the IRS need a gun? Like I, I get it, you, if you're off a, off duty and you're a private citizen, you can have a gun. You have a Second Amendment right. But in your duties as a tax collector, right, having a gun, it's like I'm sorry, what? What happened? Here? You know, what if you if you don't pay your taxes? <laughs> yeah, right. I am the. You'll, you'll do Sylvester Stallone impression. I am the law. Hey, hey, hey! It's... And execute you on the on on the spot. Yeah, so yeah. Why? Well, I mean, Judge Dredd is. I am the law. And that's just. I am the law. <laughs> he has that. He has that weird draw. What the IRS agents do. Pay yes. your taxes. No, I don't want to. I am the law. Bang. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So everywhere. You know, and then and then guess what? Goes on his dead surface. What did he die of? He died of COVID. Yeah. Oh, oh COVID. It was always COVID in the end. Yeah, a COVID bullet got him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And he'd have gotten away with it too if it weren't for those darn kids. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, mm. yeah what's, what's, what, else, what else is on your list of wonderful stories that's going on in our country? <laughs> oh, well, there's so many. I, I There really are a terrible amount of just stupid. Just mm-hmm. stupid. But this one I like. I like this one. This is good. Okay, okay this, is, this is good. I like this one because of, one, who's involved and how it ends, okay? So... Okay. One Chicago area mom earned herself an early nomination for Mother of the Year. Awesome. In Chicago. Uh-huh. See, an armed robbery suspect was nabbed by police because his mother recognized him in photographs released by the law and decided to turn, uh, force him to turn himself in. Oh, okay. Do you know what the Chicago response to that story is? Huh. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> but it's mama. <laughs> yeah. Mama can be snitches too. Snitches yeah, but mama don't get stitches. Mama. You don't give mama stitches. 
Uh huh. I have a funny feeling in Chicago and some places you do. So, you know, and I, I can guarantee you some people are reading that going, uh, she ain't mom of the earth to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Uh, you know, uh, the kid apparently he decided that he was going to do armed robbery. Um, Eighteen yeah. years old, he's a uh, sophomore at a, at a university in Chicago. Um, tried to rob somebody on the train. Nice. Stole a hundred bucks. Nice. Mm-hmm. Got caught on surveillance footage. Mm-hmm. With a pistol <laughs> in Chicago, mm-hmm. of all places. Like, I know. There's the crime right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, living in Chicago is crazy. a crime. I'm sorry. It's just, Chicago is a special kind of. I love. I love Illinois. There's different places I love. I even like some parts of Chicago, but man, it's crazy. It, it is definitely a crazy yeah. place. Um, yeah. I, I I've been there a couple times now, and I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Yeah. I, I, it makes New York look sane and not saying something. It really does. Well, in some cases, mm-hmm. in some cases, because you have uh, Eric, whatever, what's his name now, and he's, wow, so much worse. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, you, it's, it's, it's you, you know, it's, it's, you seem to have this ongoing battle of, you know, it's not who's America's mayor in the sense of, because that's a slam dunk. It's clearly Ron DeSantis by most <laughs> And most people's imagination, but you do have this other race, which is fascinating. Of who is the worst, the most tyrannical governor in America, or you know, local politician? You know, I know she's not a governor, but you know, Laurie Lightfoot is giving her. You know, she does some crazy stuff. Chicago mayor, yeah, in California, mm-hmm. you got um, you had, uh, which is so funny because I, 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 I get all this, you know, behind the scenes media news and stuff, you know, before, you know, gets released. If I check all the, the feeds and stuff. And for the last like month, I've had like daily news feeds of Bill de Blasio. He's not running for this office. He's not running for this office. He's we not know. running for this office. He's not like, running for anything. Stories. Why? I know because he can't even in New York, New Yorkers are even like Bill de Blasio. No, <laughs> we don't want him. No, nobody so, wants you know. Warren Wilhelm the third to do anything. They want him to go home and stay home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You should go back to Argentina to the Sandinistas. That's a, exactly. You know, or go to Epstein's yeah. Island and, and hang out, you know? Uh huh. You know, so, or maybe he can go down to Florida and hang out with AOC. Cause I hear she's having a battle with Tucker Carlson, which is just hilariously fun to watch. If you, if, you, if you don't like, if you don't care about your country's going to pot and you just want a good laugh, there's so many stories like the AOC Tucker Carlson story, which is just so hilariously funny. Oh, you mean the one where she's talking about how she assumes that everybody in Tucker, Tucker Carlson's uh, sphere of influence is being sexually assaulted? Yeah. 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 You yeah. know, and, and then, you know, anyone who criticizes her, it's just because we have some deranged fantasy about her and stuff. Yeah. She's, she's another person in your country who is just like, Oh my God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, well, mm-hmm. if you're going to go that way though, if you're going to go that way, I got to yeah. tell you, I don't know if you've heard this. You may, have, you may have, oh, no. I don't know if you've heard this yet, but Brian Stelter. Was- oh, no, hold on. is this the same Brian Stelter who's like, I am the news. Yes, I that- am the independent voice. I am the arbiter of all that is good and right and holy. Just call me Jesus Stelter because I am all virtuous. Are we talking about the same Brian Stelter? That's the same one. He's okay. Go hit me. He's also me. now Nostradamus. Oh, he's Nostradamus. Oh, yes. Because, he- you know, let's be honest. Jesus, him being compared to Jesus, really is a step down to him, right? Because he is just so amazing. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, Jesus is so, just Jesus, and Brian Stelter is just whoa. I mean, come on. Yeah. Come on. So Jesus and Nostradamus. Yeah. You know, because uh, you know, and he's such a nice guy. Can we make him Gandhi as well? Yes. Yes, that, we that's can. A good mix. Mm-hmm. Jesus, mm-hmm. Nostradamus, mm-hmm. and Gandhi. Okay. There we go. What Brian Stelter now? So Brian Stelter, obviously the host of CNN's Reliable Sources. On Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, it said on Sunday that uh, the recent resignations in CNN's president, uh, Jeff Zucker and Allison Golust, Golust um, the, the former marketing chief, and it was all just legal mess for, C, uh, for CNN. Uh, mm-hmm. Stelter said that I was told a source that Zucker can't comment any further of the substance and why he left the thing. He he added that everybody is lawyered up. Chris Cuomo might sue. Cuomo's lawyers apparently want tens of millions of dollars on the, out of the network. So this is now just a legal mess for CNN. He, he's predicting the biggest legal mess for CNN uh, known to its history. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you know, just the, the fact you're saying this, uh, like, could we live in a world where there is no CNN? Yes. Yeah, we easily. Eas- I, I easily. Don't, I don't want to live in that world. It's, uh, you or don't? Maybe I do. Maybe I, you know, maybe I'd put on, I'd put up living in the re-education camp called Doolags or whatever we're going to call it if I didn't have to watch CNN. Right. Well, you know, sometimes I, I, I would, uh, I could live in the ghetto for no CNN. Oh wait! Yeah, I'm I, sorry. I I live in a small town in the middle of nowhere, and I don't have cable, so I guess I already live in the ghetto uh, with no CNN. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great. It's a wonderful thing, and uh, <laughs> you should try it sometime. But for every, every Brian Stelter we lose, we do get a Rachel Maddow. That's the problem in this country. Ah, uh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> That's a problem. That is a problem. It's like uh, you know. Oh, for every bell that rings, uh, angel gets his wings. For every, <laughs> for every stelter we lose, we get a Rachel Maddow. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true, isn't it? <laughs> you know, for every person, for every person who gets suspended for saying dumb stuff, there's there's, there's always a replacement line that'll go. Hey, my turn. Yeah, you know, and there's no end of people on that side of that are just crazy and stuff. But and it's on every it's, news you know, station, every single one of them. Can I ask? Can I ask you a question and yeah. you can't be sarcastic? I can't? Yeah. No. Okay. How how much do you feel sorry for Chris Wallace? Why would I feel sorry for Chris Wallace? Because he left Fox to join CNN. Why would I? I understand that. What apparently, what, you're, you're, you're asking. are having questions. Behind the scenes about CNN's impartiality, which you know with CNN, um, because of Zucker resigned, and he's regretting his move leaving Fox. Do you can you feign any? Can we can we have a prayer for him and like feel sorry for him, or are we just gonna laugh our butt off? I am. I I've been <laughs> laughing my butt off since he moved. I mean, it was an easy uh-huh. pull for him. It's. I mean, Chris Wallace, duh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that's not even sarcasm. Well, that's you, truth. I know. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the old Dr. Pepper ad? I don't know if, you, if they still run them in this country, but do you remember the old classic Dr. Pepper ad? It was like, what's the worst that can happen? And it would always encourage you like to ask the girl out or something, stuff like this. I think we should change that question for that story and kind of go, what was the best thing that you could, I think you could see happening? <laughs> what's the best that can happen? CNN. That's right. And then it go down 
and burn, burn in its own mm-hmm. flames. It, that's it's so wonderful. Next, give me the best next story. Come on, we, we've had Brian Stauber. <laughs> we've had AOC. We've yep. had Tucker Carlson. We've talked to Tucker Carlson. You know. We've talked to AOCs. We've gone through a whole mess of things. Hold on, hold on. We've because we've got yeah. We have we've had the the, the mom of the year slash snitches. Yep, 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 yep. We um, could talk. We could know, we could go across talk about American exceptionalism when we can just you know mess around and talk about these wonderful stories. Well, that's the thing. So there there are two things that we could do. There is uh we we could talk about the truckers again. We could pull that back uh-huh. because there are two different stories for the truckers. Um or. Mm-hmm. Or we can talk about Putin doing exactly what everybody said he was going to do and ordering his troops to invade Ukraine. Uh-huh. Well, we can talk about Putin if you want to go serious, because that is a serious topic that really frustrates me in your country. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's, it's frustrating me on both sides of the aisle. You know, the, 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 the idea of Vladimir Putin, you know, this is what annoys me about so many people is when you are so political and so tribal, mm-hmm. you tend to fall for the talking point of your political side. And a lot of times the political points are not based in logic, reason, or fact. Yeah. I, I'm so tired of people in their country on both sides of the aisle saying nice things about Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin, you know, and I apologize if this offends anyone, but I've done my research. And also I have a different vantage point because for the last... 37 years I lived in Ireland which was connected to Europe which I also saw what was happening there from a different standpoint. Vladimir Putin is a pope. Vladimir Putin is one of the most evil, despotic, despicable people. The only reason Vladimir Putin is not the most evil person that's ever come from Russia is because Russia sadly, as much as, as nice as the Russian people are, is filled with evil and despotic people and has people like Lenin and Stalin ahead of him. But make no mistake, if Lenin and Stalin hadn't been around and killed millions of people, we would consider Vladimir Putin one of the worst, if not the worst, most evil despotic person ever to come from Russia. That's their history. He is Mm ex-KGB. He also has a special hatred in his heart for America. Yes. Go research him. Go research who he worked for, KGB, when the wall fell, when the Soviet Union fell. Right. He's a proud Russian. He is a Russian nationalist. Yeah. And he loves his country. Yes. And he witnessed when he was working for your government as a KGB agent, his country, his believed mother Russia fall at the hands of the evil empire called America. And he's just and been waiting. Think, go for it. I was going to say, he's just been waiting for us to, for us to yes. make the wrong moves, to have the wrong person in office, to where he can do yes. whatever the heck he wants. Yes, and he is. And if you ever want to know the sun, there's so many little things to tell about Vladimir Putin. If you ever look at him walk, notice one of his hands move and one of his hands doesn't. One of his hands doesn't move is because the military training is so ingrained in him. It can't. Watch him. Look at him walk. You ever see him walk again? Do you ever notice that one of his hands doesn't move? Do you know why his hand doesn't move? So it's always close to military his gun? training. <laughs> Say that again? It's always close to his gun. <laughs> Exactly. Why would a KGB agent always need his gun? Because they killed people. This is not a good guy, but I see voices from both sides of your own. Oh, well, he's just a wonderful leader, and, and he has so much control over your country, and, and well, he's not that big threat. Going, and it's going back all the way to Obama. Remember the whole great line, that, and when I say great, I mean, facetious, I mean that facetiously, when he was debating Mitt Romney, oh, the 1980s called, they want their foreign policy back. 
Yeah. No. You mean the one that blew right, no. right up in his face about his first year in office? Yes. Yeah. That guy. That one. You remember him? Yeah. So we need to get to a point as a country, but also we as a world need to come together and say, look, you can think America is evil, vile, and racist. I completely disagree with you. You cannot base that on the idea of America. Has man, has every American generation lived up to the idea of America? No. But this idea of America, if you want to think America is bad and vile and racist, whatever else, I disagree. But let's say that's your starting point. Then I expect you at the very least, if you talk about any subject, if you have a hatred for America, you need to multiply it a hundredfold for Russia, for China, for North Korea, for Iran. These are the true despotic regimes. But you know what's happening? Because our world is so upside down in our country, we have athletes who are so desperate to perform that we trade the evil, vile, racist America in for totalitarian regimes called China. Yep. This is what we need to live. This is what we need to start addressing. We can have all the fun and games about Brian Stouser and have a joke, but this is what we're facing. And if we don't wake up, Literally, I guarantee you this. If we don't start waking up, and I'm not saying go bomb them, I'm saying have conversations with people and try and talk about what the world you want to live in. There is a point in time, it might be six months, it might be six years, it might be 20 years, but Vladimir Putin will control every aspect of Europe. Oh, and by the way, for all her faults, at least Angela Merkel would feign opposition to Putin. The current new premier that replaced her is openly playing footsie. And is embracing us, and is embracing Putin there. Yeah. So Europe will will fall. What point do you think? Do you think Putin gets Europe and then says, "You know what? Well, I have all this geographical area. I'm going to stop here." No. Or do the, you think he's going to go after England? He'll he'll and obviously then when go he gets there. England. Yeah. Like they did before, they were close to falling in World War Two. Do you think they're going to stop there? Or do you think Putin's going to go? I have all this area. I have all these people. I have all this power. Now is the time to go for America. As long as, and here's the key, as long as China doesn't try to start bombing us beforehand, it'll work this time. Um, China won't bomb you for a while. China has more interest in Taiwan, and that's a whole oh, yeah. bigger story I, that no one wants to pay attention to. I completely understand that. What I'm saying is, as long as China doesn't pull a Japan and pull us into a war that nobody wants, nobody in America wants to get into, they'll... Russia will succeed. Russia it, will... It can do. Yeah. But there's a strategic chess move that if America... America has one advantage over all of those opponents, which we can discuss because I hear music, we can discuss after the break. <laughs> we can discuss after the break, but it's going to be a long break. And then we're going to see how we're going to do here. Ah, all right. So for all you guys on the radio and everybody else that's not a defender, what that tells you is uh, bye. We're, we're, we're cutting the cord for you guys, for everybody that's a defender only. Come find us on our website, doashow.com. Go to the defender section. We have a full hour of whatever the heck we want to talk about right there on the other side of this four and a half minute commercial break. Something like that. Anyway. And we'll promise to try and find Dylan. I'm looking for him. I'm looking for him. I'm looking for Dylan. Um, he might. I don't know what's happening, but I'm, I'm going to find Maybe him. Putin got him. I think Putin got him. Uh, but either way, either way, we're going to hit up on the other side of this with uh, with John. And uh, 
We're going to dig more into this Putin rail because uh, why not? We need, we need actual discussion. We need actual talk. And that's what we're going to do. So we'll be right back right after all this. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O. 